On Sunday Extra now, it's time for a few choice words about a few specially chosen words. You might have heard that earlier this week, the Oxford Word of the Year for 2022 was revealed to be Goblin Mode, which is officially defined as a type of behaviour which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. But Goblin Mode doesn't rule the verbal roost exclusively in 2022, because all the major English dictionaries around the world have their own separate selections for word of the year. The Collins word of the year was permacrisis, meaning an extended period of instability and insecurity. And the Macquarie Dictionary's word of the year was teal for obvious political reasons. And that's just the English dictionaries. The word of the year is also a thing in lots of other languages around the world. So we thought we'd invite the ABC's language research specialist, Tiger Webb, to have what will officially be named Sunday Extra's 2022 Conversation of the Year about Words of the Year. Tiger is also a member of the Macquarie Dictionaries Committee that chose the word teal. Tiger Webb, welcome to Sunday Extra. Hello, thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure. Now, um, Goblin Mode won Oxford Word of the Year because it got 93% of the public vote. And that was the first time that the Oxford Word of the Year has been decided that way. What did you make of that choice and the way it was chosen? Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, this is about the fifth time that uh, the Oxford Dictionaries group have done a Word of the Year, done it sort of sporadically over the last decade or so. And prior to this, they just sort of picked uh, their Word of the Year based on, uh, I guess, you know, its its currency, uh, its usage, uh, how well it reflected the, the year sort of, you know, mentality or zeitgeist sense. Um, and when you when you do that, you have pretty much total control. Uh, when you mm. open up to the public, I think you do uh, get kind of the, the Boaty McBoatface effect, if you like, <laughs> uh, where the most outlandish um, or humorous or colloquial term tends to just be a little bit more exciting. Um, the o Oxford Dictionaries also had a pretty... Uh, not subpar, but pretty boring shortlist. The other contenders <laughs> this year, uh, from the point of view of Joe Public, I mean, you, your choices between metaverse uh, or um, hashtag I stand with uh, or goblin mode, uh, you can see why. It's pretty clear. Yeah, that's right. No surprises <laughs> that goblin mode is the standout winner there. <laughs> exactly. Even if you you know aren't really across social media and the internet and you've never heard of goblin mode, I think everyone's sick of the metaverse. Um, and at this point, a hashtag as word of the year is um, uh, pretty au fait. Very hashtag last year, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, interestingly, Tiger, though, uh, I understand that goblin mode was also on the Macquarie Dictionary Committee's shortlist. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Uh, so it was one of the ones that we uh, looked at. Um, I believe it was in the sort of uh, colloquial or internet categories uh, <laughs> or social media categories. Uh, uh, and that was one I really liked it. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a funny little term. Uh, it's mm. interesting to... Uh, have a kind of positive uh, connotation of uh, the goblin, uh, not historically uh, a creature that the English language has been particularly kind to. This um, is true. 
<laughs> and I do wonder whether all this talk of goblin mode has increased rates of goblin mode around the world as uh, people contemplate the word of the year. Uh, but Tiger, the word of the year is a thing in all sorts of places. So I wondered if we could cast our eyes and ears a little bit more widely around the world and you could tell us what other words have um, won some sort of top gong or other in 2022. Uh, we're still, um, the word of the year season starts uh, usually around November uh, <laughs> and it goes right through December and we tend to get a few more in January. So we're about halfway through. I don't know whether, for example, it's like Norway seems to have had a couple. Uh, again, like I think Russia has had one, um, sort of a semi-government sponsored one. Obviously, yes, I can't imagine busy. that's a popular poll. I'm sure that's just what, whatever Vladimir Putin says is the word of the year. Well, I think it was Novichok in 2018. So back of that, what you will. But yeah, look, Russia has a bit on. Um, yeah, so we are a bit early on. It's, it's sort of funny that the difference, you know, Japan has a, a kanji of the year. Japan has um, a couple of writing systems and kanji is the one it shares with um, mainland China, the, the ideographic one. Um, and so it's interesting that, that Japan has that. Previously, I think the, their most recent one uh, was a symbol that, that meant gold. Uh, this is from last year and it kind of referenced the Olympics, which had been <laughs> uh, postponed until the very beginning of 2021. So, it is an international tendency to take a look at um, your language or at your uh, alphabet, perhaps, and and <laughs> try and think of a word that is maybe aspirational or maybe encapsulates um, the year that you've had. I'm glad to see it catching on. Although I say catching on, apparently the earliest word of the year competition ever it started in, in Germany, uh, Wort der Jahr in <laughs> the 1970s. So uh, really English is catching up to, to the Germans. That's interesting. So it's been a bit of a thing for a while because I must say, Tiger, that one word that springs to mind when I think about uh, the word of the year is why. Uh, is this something that really does gauge something important culturally um, or linguistically or is it really uh, a cynical marketing ploy in the cutthroat world of dictionaries and linguistics? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I think, I think it is both, and I think it can be both, and we should be honest about that. Uh, the vast bulk of particularly English language uh, word of the year competitions are supported by usually commercial publishers. So the Macquarie is one of those. Um, I, don't, I don't think it lessens <laughs> its appeal uh, or its worthiness, um, but it is, you know, for a lot of people who don't work with reference works every day, uh, it may be the first time in the year that they're actually hearing about uh, the Collins Dictionary or the Oxford Dictionary's brand or Merriam-Webster, uh, most people don't tend to really care that much about dictionaries in their everyday life. So Word of the Year is a fantastic uh, publicity and marketing uh, tool for these reference works. Uh, it's a way for them to... Um, really remain relevant in an age where a lot of people question what dictionaries are for if you can just type out in Google the, the word you want to mm. spell. Um, and, but, of course, uh, there is so much expertise and knowledge and craft maintained within the operations of dictionaries, so I'm glad they can bring it to bear uh, in a competition like Word of the Year. Um, I, I do want to give a little bit of a special shout-out to um, one American competition that does Word of the Year, which is the American Dialect Society's um, Word oh. of the Year. It's been been going since the, uh, I think, the very, very early 90s. Um, and it is, I believe, part of a popular vote held at their annual conference um, every year. This is a conference of uh, people who are, you know, academics who are linguists or dictionary makers, uh, that kind of thing. So it is not a 
commercial entity. Um, mm. And it's one of the largest committee vote systems, if you like. So you'll have, I think, hundreds of, of members vote on what they think will be the word of the year. They have a whole bunch of interesting categories that they've kept for the last 30 odd years, most likely to succeed, most useless. Um, I think 19, 1990s pick for most likely to succeed was rollerblading. Um, and you have to hand it to them. That, we still do know what that is. Yeah, so, true. So, that, so that's worked. That's interesting, and we, it looks like we will have to wait until early January 2023 to discover what the American Dialect Society's Word of the Year for 2022 was, but obviously that's one of the high uh, praises in the game. Uh, Tiger, I was interested to see that uh, the Macquarie Dictionary has the committee choice, and you're on the committee that makes that choice, but also the people's choice as well. Uh, how significantly do those two lists diverge? Uh, does the Macquarie Dictionaries Committee uh, feel under pressure from the choices of the people's choice? <laughs> yeah, look, it is front of mind when we, when we sit down uh, and we, we try and think about um, maybe what whether we're sort of too deep in the the world of words and maybe uh, <laughs> we're going to select one that people just have have absolutely no idea what it is that does come up because uh, the popular vote this year for the Macquarie was not teal it was uh, bachelor's handbag which is a r- relatively novel and very funny colloquialism f- meaning a, a takeaway roast chicken uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so named because it doesn't really need any further preparation um, so you can just sort of you know buy one at the shops and then you, you've had your dinner uh, and it looks a little bit like a handbag with the sort of carry <laughs> carry bag frame uh, and so we kind of knew that probably it was going to be one that was a little bit more funny. Maybe it would be goblin mode. Maybe it would be spicy cough, which is a colloquialism for, for COVID-19. And that is a tendency we recognise. And it is, you know, it's good, I think, not to have the committee's choice this year teal um, with, with truth telling as a runners up. It's good not to have that one be too flippant. If we know we're going to have um, a public vote where people are going to, you know, really champion something like Goblin Murder, something like mm. Spicy Cough. Mm. Um, so, look, I mean, uh, declaring my interest and bias here, uh, I think it's a good mix to have the two. Um, but, of course, you do get a lot of value when it is just something like a dictionary's team choosing themselves based on lookup data, for example's sake, or based on something they think has really encapsulated the previous year. Mm. And Tiger, I couldn't help but notice that the uh, official release about the Macquarie Dictionary Committee's Word of the Year said that the committee agreed on Teal as the Word of the Year after, quote, robust discussion on the shortlist. And that says to me, Tiger, that there could be blood on the floor of the Word of the Year committee room. Are you willing to reveal any sensational committee room secrets on Sunday Extra here and now? This year was was pretty bloodless, I have to say. Uh, the discussion I'm disappointed. is always, there have been there have been years where uh, you get because there is a pretty big mix of experience and expertise um, in these committees usually. Uh, and yes, so you have had years where uh, people pick their champion uh, and they really want to gun for it, and um, it does become uh, a little bit horse tradey. You get to make your case quite impassionately. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want to reveal uh, anything or, or shame anyone. Uh, you know, hearts get uh, broken. Um, <laughs> you know, crests fall. Uh, 
yeah, it, it can be, you know, it's, it's never, there's never really hurt feelings, but um, people do, and particularly the dictionary editors, there's two wonderful editors, Macquarie, Alison uh, Moore and Victoria Morgan, they come to the shortlist with favourites and, um, you know, you, you, you never want to see a favourite lose and sometimes you do and, and you have to be okay. If you love something, set it free. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't like, I can be totally honest, there was one word in the shortlist, uh, brigading, uh, that mm. I did not. I was not moved by at all. Um, you know, apparently it's, it's sort of the use of um, making online petitions and, and so on to affect social change. Oh, so see, you talk yeah. about uh, people brigading, uh, I don't know, the Sydney Harbour Bridge to keep the Aboriginal flag up on there or whatever. So when it comes time for me to vote for what I want to be, word of the unit, it could be like this. I look at something like, like brigading and I think it's just not that, um, you know, useful. It's not uh, really evocative of the year that's been. We've always had the capacity to affect social change through uh, letter writing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, some people like that and, and uh, we're sad to see it go. I was not one of them. Well, Tiger, thank you very much for uh, revealing some uh, hints within the room, but nevertheless maintaining uh, the sanctity of the Macquarie uh, Expert <laughs> Committee's dictionary uh, deliberations. And thank you for speaking to us about the word of the year in 2022 on Sunday Extra. Oh, thank you, Julian. And thanks very much to Tiger Webb, the ABC's language research specialist. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.